0: Friday, Friday, on my day. Hallelujah, hallelujah,
1: it's Friday The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags, hallelujah, hallelujah. It's in a rubber house in a rotten underway
2: Hallelujah.
3: What is that, Leo? Twelve hands in a row. Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hope. Alpha. Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it! There before the
2: grace of God do me.
3: Hey yeah, boy, it's your pal, Jimmy J. I got another free Friday episode of the Chad Dukes Show for you. Luckily, at the end of last week, on Hill's admission and looking for advice took a little bit of shine off of your pal here for about a week, which was nice. Of course, that's all going to end at the end of next week, which we'll get into, but a great week of shows nonetheless. Monday Night Shooting Tour, they returned with a weird one. Tipping culture is starting to reach a strange boiling point. They discussed the shoe dress codes that we're going to have here in the studio for now on. Tour then on Onhill's latest announcement. And the video of the woman on the flight stirring up conspiracy theories. As the boys making a lot of questions and a really fun back and forth. But what I pulled out for you guys, the Angel admission has been huge. It was a big part of last Friday's episode. He joined Chad on Solid Dudes on YouTube later that evening for further discussion and listener questions. And finally, Tor gets a chance to chime in on his thoughts on the whole situation, but not before a bit of an announcement as we find out that our guy, Dan Dan the Drywall Man, he might work a little harder for this show than both Tor and I combined.
0: Friendos, head over to the Chad Duke Show on YouTube to get more great shows and segments of The Chad Duke Show and Solid Dudes with Chad Dukes.
1: That's youtube.com slash Chad Duke Show and make sure to like and subscribe. We do have, and this is a, I think this is real big news. We're not going to play it today, but tomorrow, I see you can, you're already fired up. Well, Tuesday on The Chad Duke Show, which will be a two o'clock release, a normal release. We have a brand new song from Dan Dan the Drywall Man. Tor, I believe you coined it the summer of Dan Dan the Drywall Man. I mean, Ox Grill had his summer. Oh, it's over now, though, isn't it? Holy
0: shit. mate! R.I. Fish. It's... It was really good. He had, a, you know, I like you still quote, get your butt fucked. Yeah, yeah that's fantastic. Uh, he had some, some smashes. What about
1: that beat from DJ Grimey and you know it's Fuego oh, Dog?
0: Well, I don't know if he's had a summer. Nothing.
1: Jack shit. Emotional, weepy Facebook posts. He, that's all we get from Grimey.
0: He had one home run uh, with the Steve Pye rendition. Of the oh, it was fantastic. It's spooky. It's fun. Uh, Oh, you also,
1: if you recall, you promised like 10 other versions of that song. Right. If you had to receive
0: those. But uh, Dan Dan, the
1: drywall man, really impressed me. Um, I'll just tell people the name of the song, and then maybe you could speculate amongst yourself who it's possibly about. Because unfortunately, once you hear the name, you'll realize, oh, it could be any matter of people involved with the Chad Duke show. Um the name of the song is I Get Too Drunk.
0: That's perfect.
1: Guessing most people will probably be able to piece that together. But uh we will debut that on um on Tuesday's episode of the show. I wanted to give you a chance to I don't know how much of uh the Thursday or oh, the Friday show cuz we had, our schedule was yeah. fucked up last week. We did a Friday episode with none other than the shirtless Puerto Rican Dulmira. Yeah. And uh, then I did a follow-up show on YouTube where I just let listeners react to the show and ask on-hill questions and further the conversation. We killed an hour and 20 minutes real easily. Probably could have gone on all night. Uh, did you hear what was going on with our buddy, uh, Shirtless? I
0: did. Uh, I. It's,
1: it's a lot of meat on that bone.
0: It's really, um, it's really interesting. I, I think this is a pretty sensitive topic to, it certainly to tell is. a friend
1: of. I was surprised that not only was he so excited to talk to me about it, but then immediately asked to come on the show and talk about it. And then when I asked, do you want to do a follow-up show outside the paywall on YouTube? He said, absolutely. Did pretty good numbers over there, too, for us. I saw. Yeah. I, I think um, you did a, uh, a good job. Oh,
0: thank you. I, I mean... I, the, did, hearing, I did i hearing it yeah i could I could actually feel through when I was listening, I could feel the gears in your head going yeah, absolutely and i i I heard at times the brakes pumping on the gears
1: i I think that um i've I've probably held back an enormous amount on this show just because of self preservation or what have you. I don't recall ever holding back as much as I did during those segments because in all honesty, that for a multitude of reasons one is i I do like a chick i she, I respect her a lot, and she's you know friends with us and friends with my wife and she's good people right um the other part of it is it, there's just so much people are going to be okay with you speaking about somebody they're spending their life with and I don't even think it was any character questions being called into it. it was just decision making which I think is a very practical thing to discuss but the the way that he was vacillating between letting cracks in his armor where he would let you know how worried he was about this and then immediately trying to then throw a fire blanket right, over the right, whole right. thing and talk about how great it was. It just must be exhausting being that guy because he's got to be so many different things. What is that? Everything and everyone song from the 90s. You say all the right things like that's shirtless. <laughs> he's got to be. One person completely different to his Puerto Rican family, one person completely different to her Venezuelan family, one person that's completely different to his cop buddies, then completely different <laughs> again to us. Like, you know, you and me, I, I'm pretty sure sh- you probably act a little differently, more homoerotic around your friends. Oh, yeah. But you're kind of the same dude. I'm the same guy everywhere I go. to He's got to fuck, he's gotta have a list of costumes that he has to put on before he goes anywhere. And on top of all that, he knows in his Bart of Barts that he is a dude that hasn't worked in a decade, and it's embarrassing, and he's willing to suck it up because he fucking loves staying at home and sleeping, but, like, at the core of all of it, there's no defense for that. At the core of all of it, there's no defense for as a man, and I'm sorry, this is going to sound crow magnum ish but we were the ones that had to go out and knock the fucking saber-toothed tiger over the head with the club. We were. That's why we have these weird bugaboos and different assets and t- you know, t- negative points. I think that's why women are doing so much better now is it's we don't have to go out and knock things over the head with fucking clubs, saber tooth tigers. And emotionally, we're fucking not nearly as good at navigating those waters, I think. Um, and I also think, this is a sad thing to say, I think his wife is way smarter than him. So yeah. she's able to fucking out-argue him whenever they're in a moment where there needs to be an argument about something.
0: It seems like a risk that if I had children, I wouldn't take.
1: Fair to say. And that seemed to be the universal consensus from everyone.
0: And also, I think it's... I, I would hope that my partner uh, in my future understands that the social media moms or social media women is not it's not it's not it that like that's not that's not a life that's not a life they they're projecting the best 15 minutes of their day clipping it and then they're only doing that because the husband works yeah and the husband makes good money so then they could stay home
1: sure so there's a lot of them by the way i had no idea that world Existed, but my God, are there a bunch of moms fucking just acting like horses asses on Instagram?
0: It feels like. Did you have like a a, a couple friends that you know that that decided they want to do the van thing where they? I'm gonna take off in a van. Oh sure, west.
1: travel the country. Yeah, go from show to show, whatever.
0: You know, yeah, you could live in a van for eight months a year, but then you're gonna stop wanting to live in a van.
1: Or. You're going to live in a van long enough where you do damage on the rest of your life that you're not going to be able to undo. Exactly. Um, is what I would say. And I'd also say they've already had their adventure. They went off and did a crazy bat shit fucking thing that most people don't do. 99% of all humanity doesn't do it. And they did it for a long ass time. Yeah. N- now is the time you are spawning at an incredibly rapid clip. I think you need to chop wood now. And I don't care who the wood chopper is. But but here's what I know: if my wife came to me and said, "Hey, I can make double what you make. Stay home and take care of the kids. I'm gonna make double. Our lifestyle's gonna be way better if I work." Done. Dunzo. Done. Bingo. No problem. Cool. Pick out what fabric softener do you like the best? I'll make sure I get the one that's scented <laughs> the way that's it's just perfect. Yeah. You want the dye free detergent? Done deal. No problem. I wash my stuff separate.
0: There's <laughs> there's a
1: <laughs> Jesus.
0: There's a group of people that don't live in reality, um, and they think they're happy. And then there's people that live in reality and are occasionally miserable. Yes, I'd rather be occasionally miserable. I, I would than agree. Reality.
1: And there's also, let me point to this. I don't, this is going to sound like an attack on you, but it's not. Okay. There are cheap, chintzy, fucking losers, right? <laughs> that that <laughs> sure. won't spend a buck, and they're, just, they're horrible to be around because it's all they care about is yeah. not spending money. But then there's people that have a healthy respect for what having enough money means in your life and for you and others. That's me. That's me. You can't disrespect that level of income. It's become very, very cliche, but it's also very in style right now to do that. Oh, I don't need anything, man. I just need love and we need to be communal. No, 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 no.
0: That's not freedom.
1: No, no, freedom is being able to say, I'd like to take a two-week vacation and I can pay for it. No, no, we don't have yeah. to worry about our budget if we want to go out for a steak on Thursday night. Oh, wait, wait, our kids would like, they need to go to the fucking, uh, on a, they're on the traveling soccer team. Sure, we can afford plane tickets for that. Braces? No, no problem. Set them up for the rest of life? Invisalign! Invisalign! This, that's what freedom is. Holy Shit. You're watching too many movies, man. And that's what Instagram is, right? Yeah. It's watching too many movies. I get swept up in it when I'm drunk. Like, I'll be sitting there watching something yeah, I'm going to be an Egyptologist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I watched, uh, I was was in that last night. What's that? I watched uh, The Nice Guys last night. Oh, okay. And I'm sitting here. I mean, I could just go around beating
1: people up. That's a good good flick. (laughs) What's the bad movie with Will Ferrell and uh, Mark Wahlberg? The other guys. That The fact that those have such similar titles disturbs me so greatly. Yeah, Nice Guys is good. I like them a lot. Russell Crowe's fucking, whenever Russell Crowe's got an extra 15, I'm the biggest fan in the world. I, just, I love it so much. Uh, if we're endorsing uh, movies. I do have another movie that I'm endorsing for everybody. Um, I'm sure many of you remember me and Drabby talking about this on uh, Big O and Dukes, but I just watched it again because it's on Max, not HBO Max, but uh, Edge of uh, Darkness with Mel Gibson and Mr. French from The Departed. You forget that you used to be able to make a movie about this. It's about a dad whose daughter gets killed, and then he's going on bloody revenge, and it's about being a father and beating the fuck out of people and shooting them it's fucking fantastic um and it's mel gibson with an amazing boston accent and then mr french is just showing up in places and shooting people i really it, it, what are they doing at Northmore? that that's the movie <laughs> uh so go back and revisit it and just remember what movies uh what movies could be because that's That's what they used to be able to be. Looks like I got some plans tonight. Yeah, I did go see. um, Did you see what uh, was number one at the box office this week?
0: Uh, Couldn't have been. Uh, I did not see. I I don't really have a guess. Well, I'll give
1: you a hint. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was its second week in the box office. You would assume that it was going to be number one? It's a pretty big franchise, yeah. It did not. Uh, Insidious 5, The Red Door. Oh, came in first place, which I actually went to uh, I went to see on Thursday or Friday. I don't remember. I went to go see it on opening, opening day because I like that franchise. I like going to see horror movies in the theater, and I want them to make more horror movies for the theater. Uh, it beat Indiana Jones. It was the highest drop in the history of Disney movies, I believe, from week one to week God. two. Yeah. Uh, second the worst second weekend box office of the franchise is what the way they described it. So yeah man, it's um I wish I could say that it would felt good to take a victory lap about that one, but everyone saw it coming. It also is kind of a bummer that uh, Harrison Ford has decided he doesn't hate being Harrison Ford anymore and just motherfucks all the properties he's in and goes on campaigns where he says he's just doing it for the money. Um I do see people in the supporter chat saying they like that movie. I After everything I have read and watched about that movie, I really question whether or not you can be a fan of the Indiana Jones character if you claim to like this film. I don't think I will see that movie. No, I'll never see it. Um, And then Insidious, uh, I feel real bad. So Patrick Wilson is a star in Insidious. He's in The Conjuring also. He's he's a great actor. I Mm -hmm. love love him. Uh, He directed this movie. It's awful. Um, Real bad. Real slow. um, Not scary at all. And what I found out is, Tuber actually put me onto this. They didn't use the same writer that they used for Insidious 1 and 2. They used the writer of Halloween Kills, which is a clusterfuck of a movie. This this is one of the more disappointing sequels I've ever seen. And they brought the whole cast back together from the first two movies, so I had really high hopes, but it was bad. But um, I'm happy. It made a shitload of money. Definitely made enough for a sequel. Its budget was real low. They're, they have a sequel for The Nun coming out. The Nun is an awful movie. But these films are doing well. People like watching horror movies in the theater, so I'm happy for that. But yeah, that was a a bit of a dis- disappointment.
0: What is it, Just bad decision time? I, 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 it seems like I, it, man. I, can't, I, can't, I, don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, it's not a bad decision time though. But if they, if you if you put up fucking twenty million dollars for a movie and you make thirty eight million your opening weekend, I guess
0: that's, yeah, that's a good point. You know, I guess it's, it's looking at like it's almost like the Zion Williamson effect. Like I know what it could be. I know what you could be, but you're not
1: when you saw Oppenheimer is only there's people saying that it might only have a 40 million dollar opening and if that's the case it is an unmitigated disaster so yeah the box office is just taking it in the keister they're firing people left and right so there needs to be a hard reset I think it starts with not making 350 million dollar movies ever again unless it's an avatar movie um, or a top top gun movie Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening
0: pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just
3: follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes. We found out later in the week, as everyone has heard by now, Tom Cruise made a surprise appearance at a Georgetown movie theater. And wouldn't you know, two people that were in attendance in that movie theater, our guy Loud Goat and our guy Steve Pye. Both got to be in the same room with Tom Cruise. Super jealous. I hope that was really cool. I hope there's more details to come on that because I'm extremely interested. But Tuesday, Dukes and Tor yet again with another big show. A bad movie uh, kind of got Dukes a little emotional at a bar. The MLB draft created a new show character. Tor finally got around to watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy and took a little umbrage with some of the plot. This past weekend's UFC card was phenomenal, and they debut the new song that was just previously promoted. So I took a big old snippet from this show. Duke's got himself involved in a Kickstarter that should benefit everybody that comes here to the studio. This should be a lot of fun. He recaps our guy Pete Evick's bourbon release party, and we finally hear the song. Is it better than when I bloop? You be the judge. The best barbecue in Virginia can only be found at Monk's Barbecue in Parceville, Virginia. Check them
0: out
1: at Monk's BBQ on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and at Monk'sQ.com. I saw a Kickstarter pop up. I was very excited. And I don't think you'll have a file on this game tour, but I think once you see what it is, especially after the movies you just watched, I think you might be all in. Do you like any of the tabletop gaming at all? Um i'm cool board games i okay. I, I you know if it's, well there's a difference i yeah tabletop
0: gaming is like um
1: really nerdy yes yes yeah, I, would I agree
0: to that uh well it's also more complex
1: infinitely more
0: yeah like um i've seen people playing settle, settlers of catan yes and i'm like okay i get it i i understand the appeal um,
1: I don't in that game. I need there to be, or, like, violence and I, armies I, and stuff. Settlers, like a ton, I believe but, it's just you're, like, using hay. Yeah. Building things. I'd
0: say, I, but in, in the general scope of tabletop games, I'm I, familiar.
1: Well, that's why I think you're going to be all right with me having backed this game. Uh, and this, was not, this would not be a tabletop game. I believe this would be a board game. Go ahead and do a little Google for crossbows and catapults. You haven't heard of this game, have you? uh uh-uh. So, when I was a kid, <coughs> um, this game came out, and it was, uh, it's legitimately what it, uh, it, literally what it says. Uh, a lot of people say literally, and they don't mean it. I mean it here. It is a game where you get some blocks, and you get to build a little castle. And then you get a catapult, and you get a crossbow, and they shoot discs. So you can either launch the disc with catapult, or you can shoot it across the floor with a crossbow, and your goal is to destroy your opponent's
0: castle. I like this. Fantastic.
1: I have a version of it in the back called Torpedo Run, where there's battleships that that Heather Hartwell bought me. That was one of my favorite games. Crossbows and Catapults, though, was always the OG, triple OG. Some genius got the rights to it and re-engineered the weapons and made the blocks easier to use and just kind of, you know, took a 35-year-old board game and decided to give it a facelift, and they put it up on Kickstarter, and if you backed it, you could get the game sent to you whenever they hit all of their goals. And I, of course, immediately went and found the highest level of Kickstarter with uh, Crossbows and Catapults and purchased it for the studio, where I'm hoping that we will be able to have many a battle here before the show begins. Because you can just set it up on any table and then you just shoot at your opponent. There's Put your little goblins in the windows and such, knock them uh, off.
0: You got and, a trebuchet? Isn't
1: that fucking great? Is there a trebuchet? That must be new.
0: Yeah, it looks. Yeah, they got a.
1: Well, they claim they re-engineered all the weapons. Now, I think you're all fucked, because as I am saying this right now, there was like one hour left in the Kickstarter, so I, I don't think you guys can get it. But if you do come up here to the uh, the Fortress, I will bring it in as soon as I have it. I'm very
0: excited. God, they're killing their goal.
1: <laughs> they targeted me so hard. I don't know how they knew that I was such a nerd, but I was getting push notifications for this fucking thing. I was getting Facebook ads, Instagram ads. I w- it was showing up. Everywhere that I fucking logged on to the internet, and they knew, and they were correct, and I proved them right.
0: I like the idea of this game. I like how it looks.
1: Yeah, you should watch. There's some videos of it up on uh, on the Boob Tube there, where you can see the, the vintage version of it, which is um, which is very cool. Quick, pl- I'm not plugging that by the way, because no free plugs. I will give a free plug and a, a big congratulations out to my guy Pete Evick You guys have of course heard him here. Told the Green Sharpie story' this is disgusting. Uh, he told me the uh, shaving the pube story again this week, and i 've heard that about a hundred times he uh of course, is a guitarist in his own band, and of course with big big tours with Brett Michaels, he plays guitar for him, and he owns shining Soul candle that 's made all the candles that we 've done on this show in a Commonwealth dry goods and is is a very nice guy and he um he came to me a while ago and said, hey, I noticed you, you're making bourbons with Monk. How did that go? How do you do it? Blah, blah, blah. And I kind of pointed him in the direction of uh, a place that I was in talks to do a bourbon with before uh, all of my regrettable things happened, which was KO Bourbon out in uh, Manassas. KO Distilling, rather. And uh, he got it done. He has a uh, Evic Edition Bare Knuckle Bourbon. Uh, went out to the release party on Saturday. It was very nice. Uh, had some... Got a chance to try it, and uh, they were playing some music and talked to a lot of guys from the distillery because they sponsored uh, Chad Duke's versus of the World for years. I did not hear from them afterwards, so I was worried it was going to be a little awkward tour, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. It was nice. It was very nice, and they were uh, everyone was was cordial, and uh, it's good. I had some of the bourbon. It's it's not bad. So I think that you should pick it up. Uh, I think they sell it at their uh, showroom. They only made one barrel, I think, so um, Pete wants to get it all sold out, so Pete's a really good dude, been really good to me, good friend, and uh, I'm really happy for him because having your own bourbon is a really good feeling, so uh, check it out if you want to go out there. It's the, uh, the Evac edition. I think, they're, uh, I think he signed them all, too. I bought five oh, or six bottles. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. It was awesome. It was kind of Back when I was on the radio, um, if I went to Arlington, I would be completely anonymous. Nobody gave a fuck, but I'm Elvis Presley in Manassas, man. It is fucking nuts. So I, uh, you know, it was kind of had like the old days where I'd walk into a place and, and everybody knew who I was, which is always flattering. Had I had the conversation though that I always have, where the guy kept saying to me how much he missed me, and I kept fuck. I said to him, "I do a fucking show every day, please." It just look at, I, I it's it, every time I. I don't even know how to describe their reaction to it. It's like their face glass is over. Like, yeah. Well, I really miss you, man. I wish you were back uh, on the radio. I'm like, no, no, no. Right now, you could be listening to yeah. me. As easily as turning on your radio. They don't they either don't want to hear it or they don't care or there's some sort of language barrier, but uh that's always a fun conversation to have. Yeah, yeah. That's
0: uh there's a lot of There's a lot of episodes even on the free feed.
1: Uh yeah, there's hundreds, I think. Uh and then there's the, I mean there's YouTube. There's I mean there's just couldn't be more ways. To listen, and right. then I, I understand you just turn your car on and the radios there, but my phone hooks right up to my fucking truck when I get into it, and if I hit play, it it's just like the radio, right? I just think there's people that are like, nope, not interested, never will be. So it's like, oh, weird, okay. All right, no big deal. All right, good. Um, are we good? We have one more thing to do. Oh lord, what is it? Uh, the song. Oh shit! I completely forgot. Thank God you're here. That's something your dad's never said.
0: Oh, co- Jesus,
1: man. Come on.
0: I'm not trying to get all pintoja right now.
1: <laughs> oh, you like me now, Dan. You like me now. I, I, rem- pro- I remember the segment. <laughs> uh producing Dan defines a <laughs> new podcast, Dan. you love me? <laughs> <laughs> uh Doug Farrar is doing Instagram <laughs> videos and I'm producing them for him. Ah. Oh man, that's fun. What were we talking about? The song. Who's a fucking asshole from the sporting news? Writes about ba- Bob Nightingale. Fuck that guy. God, every time he was on my show, he's so condescending. I'm like, dude, I don't care about your sport. I have to talk about this. I want to be talking about crossbows and catapults. Um, Dan Dan, the drywall man. Responsible for such hits as Battleship sitting on a ping-pong ball. Of Tor's pre-spreading. Uh, he's chafing. When I Bloop. When I Bloop, of course, smash hit of all smash hits. Uh, still stuck in my head on a regular basis. Um, this song, though, do we want to give away who the topic is, Tor? Because that's one of my favorite parts with Dan Dan. Is like who he decides to focus his attentions on.
0: Um, I mean, listeners will be able to figure it out once the song starts.
1: Oh, sure. I think yeah. they were able to figure out as soon as they heard the title of the song.
0: But, um, uh, it's not this person's first song about them.
1: Couldn't be. I mean, it's, he's an endless source of material. But I think it's an updated version of some of the issues that we've had as of late with I, this individual. I'd say so. I'd say there's there's some
0: canon events that are covered in this song.
1: Yes, yeah, certainly. And uh, I believe a, a parody song of a... um. <laughs> A very big '90s hit. Uh, this is uh, "I Get Too Drunk" by Dan Dan, the drywall man. Ra and.
0: Tankeret, then I take a leak. Eat some gummy bears with my fake teeth. Eat the pie that my dad saved for dessert. And the eclairs my mom saved for work. Oh, Anthony,
3: Anthony, Anthony. I get too drunk.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably in response to some of the criticism that uh, has been received about Anthony uh, having a little bit too much hair of the dog when we're recording the Wednesdays episode. I have uh, been told many times he was going to scale it back. That is yet to happen yet, but um, pretty spot on assessment there, I think, by
0: Dan and the Drywall Man. The, The only criticism I have is I wanted another verse.
1: Yeah, I think uh, maybe we could request that. I, maybe, I, I don't even know if it was ready yet. He sent it over to me and he said, hey, do you like this? Oh. And I was like, I sure do. I and it. we're going to play that on the show tonight. I love it. Piss in the rose bushes.
0: <laughs> and he just says Anthony. I just love <laughs> uh, it. That's
1: really good. Um, I felt bad about the fake teeth line. That was the only one that yeah. kind of made me feel a little rough about it. Yeah, uh, hey man, please, please. Let's drink a little bit less on Tuesday evenings as we're recording that episode. I thought I banned him. Huh? I thought I put a gin embargo on him. Yeah, yeah, gin embargo. That's exactly what we're going to go with here moving forward.
0: Hey, Jimmy, the embargo carries over to you as well.
1: Yeah, you got to be able to swing your dick around. Oh, that's the wrong terminology to use with poor old Jim. Definitely isn't swinging that dick around. Kind of
0: like flap it.
1: Yeah, whatever you would do, like where your dick would be, just like thrust your hips back and forth a little bit and have that purple skin just wiggle, waggle.
0: Or just or, or put your foot down.
1: Yeah, could yeah. be. You can't do it at home. Let's do mm-hmm. it here. Uh, that Perfect timing, by the way, the Hooray De Roy at the beginning of that. You uh, make sure that on July 22nd you're at Commonwealth Goods to get your Hooray DeRoy hat, candle, diner mug, and T-shirt. Candle, of course, donut-scented. See pictures of all the merch on at Chad Show on Instagram. Absolutely fantastic design from Bus Tees, and that will all be available on July 22nd. Make sure you make plans come on out to the shop. Forgot about this, too, Tor. We will be giving away, this is a very cool prize, an autographed record by the entire cast and crew of Broken Lizard. Oh, shit. The soundtrack to Club Dread. That is right. I have it in my... Hot little hand, I'll post a picture of this as chat as soon as I get home. So when you're listening to this, it'll already be up. Signed by all the guys, and it has all your favorite smash hits on the back. Uh, Naughty Cow," Pleasure Island, Coming in a Blowing, all the great songs. Uh, Pina Coladaberg, by the way, and a little song called Ponytails and Cocktails mm. on that. So yes, it is a signed record by everyone in Broken Lizard. We'll be giving that away in the Facebook subscriber chat. So if you'd like a chance to win, go ahead and become a Facebook subscriber. It's facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show. Click the subscriber hub and let's get our numbers back up. We've lost some people recently. Get it back up there towards 500. That would be fantastic if we could get that done.
0: Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com.
3: Now, if you're not excited for that prize, for just simply being a Facebook subscriber of The Chad Duke Show, you might have your head screwed on a little incorrectly. That is awesome. I actually wish I could be in the running to win that. That would be such a cool collectible to have. And all you have to do, facebook.com backslash The Chad Duke Show. There's a little button there that says subscribe, $4.99 a month. That's all it takes. You be one of the many, and you're in the race to win the prize. Wednesday. Big Shoot, joined by the Kalachi, Kokomo Joe, and myself. Dukes, he had an evening out with Kokomo Joe and was sworn to secrecy over a story that was told at dinner. That doesn't happen often, trust me there. What once was a fun bit has just been destroyed by the people we love and the internet. I had a birthday last weekend that uh, the boys are a little undecided on whether they want details on how sad they would like to be on a on a Wednesday afternoon Dukes has a social media grievance we have our weekly installment of the BMI and we find that most of the hosts of the show do not listen to the show but there was a really fun discussion smack dab in the middle of the show in an out burger I don't know if you've ever tried it I have not it's on my to-do list of one of the things I would like to try if I ever get off of the East Coast which probably will never happen however a lot of us folks that are strictly East Coasters Give a lot of crap to In-N-Out Burger, and we try to figure out why.
0: If you want to become a Chad Duke Show Facebook subscriber, it's very, very easy. Head to the Chad Duke Show on Facebook, hit the Subscriber Hub button, and follow the steps to gain access to the secret supporter group chat and get the bonus show video backlogs.
1: I saw a post, and as soon as I saw it, I knew what was going to happen. Um, Have any of you guys had In-N-Out Burger? Yes. Oh, you, I have not. I, I well, you'd have to leave the East Coast, which I know yeah, yeah. Joe hasn't, and I know that
4: Jester has. Yeah. I, what I do you mean, Oppa? Yeah. I, um, <laughs> I went there with, with D Train, which was an experience. <laughs> uh, I ain't
1: coming out no more, man. I came out for that broadcast, and best of it can go pound sand. Didn't D Train like swerve off the road on the way out to Peoria to go to Jack in the Box? Yes. <laughs> D Chain didn't break down a lot of stereotypes. Then he also stop at Target to he could buy lotion.
4: Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was a long trip out of the West Valley. Oh
2: my
1: God. Well, it's fucking Ant-Man's fault. He picked a fucking baseball game two hours away.
4: Yeah, I didn't I didn't realize it was that far. I told you it was that far. I know, it just in my mind, you know, it was like Phoenix, it's everything's gotta be like DC in my mind, size. I'm going like to buy my minutes. chance baseball. <laughs>
2: All that was for uh, was he got a Mike Trout baseball. Trello? I did get that. Everybody <laughs> knows <laughs> what happened. He fucking looked it up on the website. He knew got it would be there. the baseball of of the second best player on the team. Ooh, oh, big shit.
1: No. Oh
2: shit. Who's the first, Joe?
4: Oh, you know who it is. Showtime. He ain't Show even gonna be on time. that team if you you do any research on your favorite player. What? The sick burn, bro. <laughs> um so I hey, man, you added an out burger. Yes, I have. You uh, get? I-, I loved it. Yeah. Every time I go to San Jose to visit my dad's side of the family, we always get it. Yeah, and then um, we had it in Phoenix as well. Kind of a legendary place,
1: mm-hmm. uh, but it is just a fast food place. They just have burgers and uh, fries and milkshakes, mm-hmm. but they're kind of known for having really good service. And uh, what I was always struck by when I lived in Phoenix was that. Um, no matter how long the line got in an outburger, they would knock it out. Like, they were really fucking, like, there was always a huge line. It reminded me of Chick fil A in that capacity. And they were paying kids $15 an hour back in 2006 to work. And I think that was one of the reasons. Everybody was smiling. Everybody was happy. It's just a delightful, delightful place. Um, when I got back here, um, I learned very quickly that there's something in the fucking water about In an Outburger, and people are really mad about it. And I, I don't know why. I thought it was an East Coast bias, but um, I've encountered people from the West Coast, too. They're they're hostile about it. Um, I don't know if there's something politically In-N-Out Burger is involved in. I, I don't think so, because this was happening before we were so hyperly politicized in this country. But I remember Cakes shitting on it. I remember CK shitting on it. it like people that I worked with, when they would travel, they would go to In-N-Out Burger and then come back and just shit all over and talk about how much better Five Guys is. And I'm like, well, it's apples and oranges. First of all, yeah. Five Guys, you ain't getting, getting out of there for less than 25 bucks, and it's going to take you an hour to get your food. Right. Where in and out Burger is legitimately a fast food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say that they're different, but as far as quality goes, I, I don't know that Five Guys is better. Um, so I saw poor Derek Tarr, who is a subscriber here. Um, I, it's not what I thought if, if Ant-Man's name was... Anything similar to this, I think we know what it would be. But this is T A R R. Um, he po- he posted this in the in the subscriber chat, and I I knew the maelstrom that was about to descend upon us. It says, "In and out is just superior fast food. What the hell are we doing back east?" And I think that's a sentiment that I have been sharing on the radio for twenty years. I don't know why all we have is Chipotle's and Wendy's and fucking you know the same three goddamn Subway, the same shitty fast food restaurants that we've had here for twenty five years. Um. On the West Coast, you have way more options. It doesn't say In-N-Out is better than fill in the blank. He just says it's superior fast food, and it's better than what's on the East Coast. I'd agree with all that. But people immediately start shitting on this and going crazy and, like, being more hostile than they should be. And I, I won't say who is doing s***, <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's, he's being a cock. Like, he's legitimately shoot being a cock on this post, and I'm trying to figure out why. So I go in there, and he's like angrily arguing with people about In-N-Out Burger, and I'm and I, at first I, I was like, all right, I'm gonna get involved because I like In-N-Out Burger. But then I'm like, there's no there's no winning this. And then another guy says, Whataburger is significantly better. It's like, who the fuck is telling any? This is not a debate. Like this guy yeah. enjoys In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> yeah. Like if someone would get into the supporter chat and say, I had a great Chick-fil-A sandwich today, man. Chick-fil-A is the best. Would anyone give him shit at all? Nobody. Maybe Ted, because he's a lib, but like nobody else would fucking (laughs) do that. If somebody came in there and said, I like Hardee's, they just be like, oh yeah, Hardee's is great, man. I wish there was more Hardee's around here. In-N-Out Burger is the only place that is like this, (coughs) and it's something that I've fucking experienced since I visited there the first time, and I don't fucking know why. Um... The only thing I could think of is maybe jealousy because there's only like 10 of them. There's not, there's not a lot of them. They're in California. I think they just moved to fucking Colorado. They just signed a deal to be in Nashville, I think, in like 10 years from now. But there's not. they're not in very many states whatsoever. But I've just met and encountered so many people
2: to get a fucking bug up their ass about that place. Is it? Is it because they just got too hyped up? Is that it? Or I feel like this. the same treatment that Creed gets in and out is getting the same thing in the restaurant business that's what I
4: that's that's what I
2: see I don't know that, that's what it seems like to me I don't know
4: I I think that a lot of people that are in this area have probably not had it and but the so, people
1: I'm telling you I've got her lots of people I think Joe's partially right in that I think because it gets so much run that once people have it and they're not their life isn't changed they're hostile about it right <laughs> but uh, yeah I just don't know what you're expecting it Burgers and fries, I think we would all agree, are pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like the worst burgers and fries I've ever had is better than the best salad I've ever had.
4: Yeah. Oh True. yeah. Right. Yeah. I've yeah. had some salads recently and they suck. Well, well. a <laughs> right, Man's on a diet. Everybody, so just go ahead and make
1: sure. Is everyone keeping track? I want to make sure. There's the first reference. We're gonna hear. We're gonna hear about his leg workouts in just a little bit.
4: Let me know when you're ready. I'm, I'm, I'm never. I'm never
1: ready. I'd rather hear about what Jim gets on his anniversary than what you do on your leg day.
2: I know what he gets. A he stack gets of his, bills. No, he gets <laughs> dinner at the uh, the steakhouses. What? He gets dinner at Ruth's Chris on when his anniversary. Me. Oh, and <laughs> <when> I take <laughs> him out. Sorry, uh, is, it it's difficult to reference. understand when you yeah. say
1: the steakhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's <laughs> tough for me to understand what you mean, Joe. But now I understand. Yeah. You mean when I take Joe out for I take Jim out and Joe out yeah. for Jim's wedding anniversary? Yeah.
2: Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> No, no, it's that fine. That's a terrible joke. I'm sorry. It,
1: it, it wasn't more of a joke either than it was a muddled <laughs> statement, yeah, and that's yeah. why I was confused. If you would have actually got the joke out, the topicality is
2: pretty good. Yeah.
1: Um, what were we talking about? Oh, why do you think people are mad at in and out
2: You think just
4: because the expectations are doing Yeah, are? It's,
2: uh, the hype is too big, and when they have it, they're just, they're just a little disappointed about it, and then they get hostile about it for whatever reason.
4: Still, even with all the hype about it, the fact that you go there and... You described it perfectly. It's like a, a Chick-fil-A except burgers.
1: And it looks like it's the fifties in there. Like yeah. it's
4: got like a kind of doo fucking diner California feel. Every time I go, I'm happy when I leave and yeah, the burgers are really good, but it's more of the experience of going there and, and having a good experience. It feels like
1: a little snapshot of yesteryear, mm-hmm. honestly.
4: And I, I think I
1: would think most people would appreciate that. And it's it's another thing. I, I hate to fucking bang this fucking drum and make it real, but Everybody likes to scream about the diversity model, and we need to make sure that we have diversity. Walk into an In-N-Out Burger. Mm-hmm. S- same thing as a Chick-fil-A. You will never find more diversity. Yeah. Here's what's common in them. Everyone's happy. Everyone's smiling. They're taking your orders. They're busting their fucking ass.
2: Yeah, it's like Bucky's. Everybody in Bucky's Bro. is very happy. Snapshot you- of the American Dream yeah. is what these places yeah. are. So when when uh, you're getting serviced by people that are happy, you're happy to go there. You know? and it's you, like, your mood just changes
4: if for you, the better. If
2: you walk into a Popeye's, and there's a line, you yeah. got to turn
1: around and leave because yeah. you're just, you're never going to get
4: sucked. suck. Sir. I've done it so many times. You know how many
1: times? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've walked by a McDonald's over there, and it's not bad. We live by a pretty good McDonald's around these parts. And I'll just see there's three cars that drive them like, fuck yeah. it, it's not even worth it. <laughs>
4: 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> but if you go to Chick-fil-A, and you're like, there's two lines that are around the building. You're like, I'm going to have my food in 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, I just know that it's <laughs> yeah. going to be okay. Yeah. Um, And that's always been the experience I've had
4: at uh edit it out so this this one over here has gotten the chick-fil-a has gotten such like they've figured it out they've got two people taking orders that not only not even just from the microphone station but they walk the line and take the orders and now they've got two people running credit cards so there's like like they just work down the line and they just keep it moving and i've been through you know 40 cars back in about 15 minutes tops oh this is interesting
1: I didn't even know this. Josh Kim says there is a Bible verse under the cup,
4: at In-N-Out. Is that true? I, I oh, don't know. It, do, it does say that I th- would make I, sense. I, so I I would have never even seen where this is because it's underneath on the inside rim. Yeah, that's what uh, of the thing. Josh Kim was saying, and and it just it just says John three sixteen like. I, I, in, Maybe they should change it to Austin three six. Yeah, <laughs> get more fans, man. Yeah, everybody would be really. But you're, that has to be it because that's the first that thing that came up when you type in In and Out Burger Cup is a bunch of articles from all these websites about that verse.
1: Okay, well, I don't understand what the problem is. Who cares? There. They cook good yeah, it's food. not in
4: your face. Yeah. They don't.
2: They don't force it on you. It's just like a little tiny. Ins- ins- if ins- they scripement. were handing
1: out Bible. Okay, I'll give you an example. We went to. Um, Uh, One of those uh, country on the way down to the Outer Banks, there's a highway and there's about five or six of these farm markets. You know what I mean? They sell vegetables and fruit and canned goods and shit like that. We we pulled into this place and there's a giant Israeli flag, right? Like the flag of Israel. I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. We walk up, everyone is wearing shirts that have the Israeli flag on it, <laughs> okay? Like, every single fucking place we looked, there was a little bumper sticker that had something about, you know, Israel and being pro-Israel. And um, I thought that was somewhat curious, because I, I'm not saying, you know, okay, it's your business, do whatever the fuck you want, but that's a political hot button for a lot of people, and I I would think, wow, that's... uh. That's bold. Like, you're willing to put that belief or that, uh, you know, support out in front of everybody. You're committed to, you know, your set of morals. That's vastly different than writing a tiny little thing on the underside of a fucking cup. Yeah. Like, with Starbucks, Starbucks was doing the bit where they weren't writing Merry Christmas on the cups anymore. You know what I mean? Like, they would just put a red cup and a a lot pissed off a lot of people. They didn't want... It didn't piss me off. I was like, I they, get, they make good coffee. I'm just gonna go ahead and get some of their coffee. It's like, it's not that big yeah, of a deal. Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> care either. I don't, I don't give a fuck about that type of shit. Yeah. Now there is, there. I think we all decide to make our stands about shit, but I think people are way more inclined to believe that whatever stand they're making and what they're spending their money on means a lot more now because we've all turned into crusaders. Crusaders that, of course, never fight the opposition. We sit in our basement tweeting. Anyway, in burger's fucking great. Everybody fucking chill the fuck out about it. I would it. love to yeah. try it one day. <laughs>
0: The Virginia Pizza Crusade is on a mission to find the best slices in the Commonwealth. To keep up with the reviews,
3: be sure to follow the Virginia Pizza Crusade on Instagram, at Virginia Pizza Crusade. Again, I've heard nothing but good things about In-N-Out Burger. I like the rest of the show. Don't care if you put a little message on the bottom of the cup. I'm not there to eat the bottom of the cup. Thursday. Normally we would do our fastest hour in radio, but Goat was a little under the weather. But there's another guy that's a part of this Chad Duke show world. Everybody's going to be familiar with them, especially if you've listened to Toon Talk. The Hot Tuna is dying to come in and discuss the whole situation with Onhill. His rage gets the best of him, and we also find out what a disaster booking a new venue for a live show turns out to be throwback jerseys from the NFL being made available for purchase, gambling, prostitution, the future of Toon Talk, as well as the confusion being caused by all the recent DCU movie news announcements. It really was a fun, fun show. But if you want to hear all that rage from the Hot Tuna, you're going to have to subscribe to the Chad Duke Show. However, I do have the discussion we had on throwback NFL jerseys and our favorites. One of the people on the show was a big disappointment. Take a wild guess who that was. And we also learn about the future of Toon Talk, Episode 3.
0: If you're interested in buying or selling a home, there's only one person you should call, and that's Joe Azer. You can reach him at 571 989 2937. That's 571 989
1: Azer. Hi, man. Did you see the, uh, the Buccaneers are wearing
5: the creamsicle jerseys? I did. I did, did see. Did you see it. they're on sale now? I didn't see that they're on sale. I don't know. I do know that they're wearing them. Here's what I wanted to ask you: You're a vintage football
1: fan, as yes. I am. What is your one seed football jersey of all time?
5: There. So it's the. You're, you're going to make fun of me for this, but it's the uh, Washington Redskins Not uniform them, that has the fucking Hawk Homer. <laughs> That that has the arrow on the they're helmet. Not
1: gonna <laughs> Everyone, they're not going to blow you. Everyone, Gibbs is not going to fucking fumble at your zipper before he passes. But that away.
5: arrow on the helmet was incredible. I liked it I mean, seeing Sonny nice. Jurgensen wear that was just incredible, and that's that's what I associate with it. That's, that's my the one that's seed, the best so. uniform you've ever I, seen. Yes, I believe it is. You know, fairly plain uniform, admittedly. I but like that the, arrow on the helmet. was I incredible. like the
1: throwbacks they did the seventy fifth the seventieth anniversary ones that was right. an homage to those. I, I think those look better. Uh, oh, Lavar and Patrick
5: Ramsey yeah. and all those guys. My two seed is is the Houston Oilers uniform. Uh, l- late seventies, I want to say, is when that was when they had the you know the the oil well. Um, Did you
1: like the powder blue helmet? Or yes, the, the powder uh, blue,
5: powder blue, one hundred percent.
1: But they also had the white helmet, which looked real sharp too.
5: Yeah, but I like the the powder blue. Really was I, I think you know white. A lot of color. A lot of teams wear that. That powder blue was very unique to them. I would agree, uh, Jimmy. What about you? I was just trying to
3: think. I don't know if I have a favorite that stands out in my mind. That's so I sad. <laughs> I like the I like the um, the 49ers uniforms from the 80s, but there's really nothing special about them now that I'm I'm picturing it they just won all the
1: super bowls but i don't i don't particularly care for the, the wow, 49ers uniform maybe mm-hmm. that's it i don't know <laughs> that's sad jim you're a big football fan i know
3: it's i was just sitting here racking my brain like this doesn't make sense why i don't have no like
5: just... baltimore colts uniforms or anything well, that would little... just be a homer cult. yeah <laughs> i mean
3: the colts are fine but i mean i was five when they left out i never really saw them play but you've seen mm-hmm. their uniforms that's true but they still kind of look the same
1: <laughs> i got three that's very sad jim um <laughs> The powder blue uh, San Diego football charger mm-hmm. jerseys; those are absolutely fantastic, and I'm, they they do a really nice job of paying homage to them, but also kind of updating them when they wear the like the bolt gold pants and the mm-hmm. and the powder blue with the uh, the white helmet with the numbers on the side. I, I, the ones that they wear today are incredibly sharp. The red Patriots jerseys with the Patriot Pete or whatever the fuck his name is on the side, mm-hmm. where he's hiking the football and it's he's wearing the three cornered hat fantastic fucking uniform one of my favorites i love th- there's about three different oilers uniforms i know it sounds uh predictable because i'm a titans fan now but there's about three different oilers uniforms that are some of my favorites and then i put the creamsicle jerseys right there like they look so different and i love i think it's bucko mm-hmm. bruce is the name of the guy on the side of the fucking the orange buccaneer um that looks very like swashbuckling pirates of Penzance i was so excited they're gonna bring those back And wear those this year. Um, And I'm kind of interested to see because they'll pop more. Like, for whatever reason, as as crazy as the 70s were, like, the uniforms always look kind of muted as far as the colors go. Mm -hmm. And they really are sharper now because so much more um, people – what's the word I'm looking for? It begins with an SC. Scrutinize. I mean, there's entire websites and and Twitter accounts and everything Mm -hmm. just devoted to uniforms for all of these teams. So I just think they'll do – a better job of that but if i was going to put together like a top three or four list that would i think those would be the big balls.
5: that's a very good list I, I don't know if i've ever told you this but uh so what i associate associate that patriots uniform with yeah you're not going to believe this so i've talked about my dad recently uh, yeah. on the show yeah uh, uh, that you know mo- the latest thing of course is that he plays he, he claims he was a secret agent but there is one true very interesting <laughs> story about him yes uh is that he was an original investor into the New England Patriots. And Maybe they were wearing he, that uniform. He got
1: that money from doing all of his secret agenting.
5: Yeah, that's that's uh now I, apparently what he's claiming. But uh what's he, his nickname again? Uh secret agent Stan <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there an update on Toon
1: Talk Episode 3?
5: I've got an idea. It's going to be a special episode. I don't really want to give it away right now, but I am I am definitely working on something right now. Okay. So. Is there a theme? or? Yeah, there's a theme, but I even that I don't want to give it away because I know people get excited. So I do I have to, to do trust it. you because
1: yeah. uh, both times I've tried to get some sort of details about what the episode is going to be about. And both times you've denied me, and uh, <laughs> it's worked out really well both times. But just you can can you satiate the masses because there's a lot of tune talkers out there that are very excited about your product, Ted. Um, you have agreed in principle that if we find a place to fucking do it, uh, that you and Stu would be willing to get up on a stage and do a live rendition of your show.
5: Yeah, and I have to say Stu is really excited about these types of opportunities. Really, He's really, really, really thrilled. He's you know very surprised uh, that this is working out, and I don't know if you. You know, when you watch the show, you can really see how excited he is, Chad, when you personally make comments to him about about how it is. I saw that. I just wish...
1: uh, I mean, I wanted to say he kept saying nobody tells me these things. I'm like, well, Stu, you don't listen to the show. (laughs) Like, if you listen to the show, you'd hear everybody sucking your balls every time (laughs) you do this. I mean, other than Drab, Stu is the most beloved figure just in the orbit
5: around this (laughs) program right now. But Stu has earned it. I mean, his imitations... You're saying Drab is not. Well, yeah. I mean... (laughs)
2: Big stew board. I would agree.
1: <laughs> ooh, ooh, look out. If nothing else, just for his impression of the uh, the what is it the, the the chief of police on Hong Kong Fui. Oh oh oh! Look out! <laughs> oh man, I got it. There's a uh, the Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck movie that uh, we watched the other day, and it has a lot of those cartoons in it. That they just uh-huh. it basically is it's like almost like a clip show of a um, of a sitcom. You know how they do one where they just show clips of the entire season and they just yeah. put it in there for like a placeholder. It's like that where Bugs is like narrating along with a bunch of cartoons. And there's one in it that I don't like as much watching over and over again, but it's the one where Daffy is arguing with the artist who keeps like erasing part of his body and then like turning him into a fucking animal. I actually like that one. No, <laughs> no, I, I did too, but it's like it's very funny. unique. Yeah. And it's kind of stressful for me because they just fuck with and there's one scene that I, I would kill to hear Stu say it. And it's they put Daffy into like a fucking World War Two Spitfire, World War One probably, and he goes, "Oh brother, I'm a buzz boy." <laughs> <laughs> and every time I fucking hear him do it, I'm like, "Oh, I would kill to hear this <laughs> do this fucking impression." <laughs> Maybe you guys can watch that. That would All be right. fantastic. Uh, Tune Talk Christmas special, please. We need a Tune Talk Halloween special. <laughs> we'll
5: get, that's all in the chat, Ted. Is that something you'd be willing to do? People are to? very demanding. We'll we'll see. We're take, taking these one at a time here. Okay. Because uh, I feel like working on the prep, it all really helps to make these shows better. All right. Fair enough. Um. Uh, quick plug, by the way. It is.
1: Uh, is this Thursday's episode, Jimmy? It is. On Friday at 7 o'clock, I will be hosting an episode of Solid Dudes with Chad Dukes with uh, Young Gigantor, as he's known, of course, on the internet, Young Baby Girl, that's his (laughs) hip-hop name. We'll be doing uh, a live show on YouTube. It is a YouTube.com slash Chad Dukes show, and I announced today over there that we're going to have somewhat of a permanent schedule where Wednesdays at 3 p.m. and Fridays at 7 p.m. We'll be doing shows, so... Probably popping up in other places as well, but, uh, you know, people are creatures of habit, top man, they mm-hmm. like to know when something's coming out, so we've got that, um, we've got that hammered out, I'm very excited about it, and uh, it'll start this Friday. Are you at all confused, Ted, by um, the new DCU?
5: Yeah, because I just don't know where it's going. It seems to be a bit all over the place. Honestly, I'm just not sure. Did you see the the new Superman? The new Superman Superman and the uh, the new Lois Lane. I I just don't know what they're going to do with them. And the guy from Firefly is the Green
1: Lantern. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, They did a whole write-up of this on IGN about how DC fans are really confused. I didn't know this. This fucking Blue Beetle movie that's coming out, the Blue Beetle is not a part of the old DCU. It's a part of the new DCU.
5: No, it's it's definitely not. If I were to go back to the time where Stu and I used to watch the Super Friends, there was nothing called the Blue Beetle back then. I got you, but he does
1: exist, and he was in comic books, and he is confirmed to be making the leap to the new DCU. Do you know
5: what the first ip is going to be to launch the new dcu i i hate to ask but they they do nothing but make mistakes so let's let's hear it
1: well it's supposed to be everyone thinks it's superman i think legacy is the name of it right right it's not though oh it is the animated tv show creature
5: commandos Wow. I have no um, fucking I have no file whatsoever on creature commandos. I don't so either. That.
1: Um that doesn't mean it won't work. I mean right. you had this guy turn Guardians of the Galaxy into household names, but the Superman movie doesn't come out until July eleventh, twenty twenty five. So mm-hmm. in between then you still have Aquaman Two, you have the Blue Beetle, and I think there's a third one, is there not? There's some other movie in there. I'm not sure. Too. I mean, I know that the Flash just came out and bombed terrifically, but you like the Flash, right?
5: Uh, I I have to say, I went to see it and I did enjoy it. I was very surprised. I didn't didn't expect to. Uh, And honestly, if they would have called that movie Batman Flashpoint or something like that, I kind of wonder if there would have been a different result there.
1: Could be. Um, So it it just it's. I think again, I keep going back to it. There's going to be a thirty for thirty about how badly they fucked up Like this much potential money. Like Somebody will come up with a metric Mm -hmm. where they're able to figure out how much money they could have made
5: on all these properties and how much money they actually did make. What what I don't understand is why didn't they just replace the actor? It wouldn't have been the end of the earth if they had done that. Well, I mean, they delayed it it for
1: years and they reshot everything. I just think that the total on the movie had gone up so high they're just like, let's get it out. I mean, dude, they canceled that Batgirl movie. They said, we'll take the fucking tax write-off um, if they're willing to do that, they're they're willing to do everything. Um, so yeah, I I can't wait to see how much more money Indiana Jones, oh, excuse me, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning makes oh. than Indiana Jones. Some guy today was saying they're actually pulling Indiana Jones out of a lot of theaters, like they just cut in half how many theaters is actually available in. In anticipation of what's going to happen. It just goes Impossible. back to
5: what you keep saying. Tom Cruise is carrying Hollywood. There's no question that he's making the billion-dollar movies and carrying all the the Batmans and everyone else that's happening.
1: You need to go back and watch. So uh, this past week they released. um you remember when Tom Cruise came on in front of Top Gun and he was like, "Thank you so much for coming back in yes. the theaters," yes. and everybody kind of liked that. And then he did another one for Mission Impossible. I think it was during the was it during the Super Bowl. I don't remember where he mm-hmm. falls out of the plane. Yes, Um great. And everybody loved that too. They have they had Harrison Ford do one for Indiana Jones, and it's fucking abysmal. Oh, I, no. I mean, it's just, it. it's just awful. And he's in his 80s, and like we should yeah. all live to be in our 80s and be in good shape like he is, but he just sounds like he's been gargling with razor blades <laughs> for the past 40 years. And he doesn't, he's, he's reading a script, and he calls himself the man in the hat, and he makes a snakes joke. And I'm like, no one is buying this fucking <laughs> shit.
0: Friendos, head over to The Chad Duke Show on YouTube to get more great shows and segments of The Chad Duke Show and solid dudes with Chad Dukes. That's YouTube.com slash Chad Dukes Show, and make sure to like and subscribe.
3: I had such high hopes for that Indiana Jones movie. I didn't personally see it. I know a lot of people said that they, it didn't bother them at all, but I don't want to not be bothered. I would like to be highly entertained, if at all humanly possible, and I'm easily entertained. Trust me on that. But thank you guys so much for checking out the show. If you want to keep up with The Chad Duke Show, www.chaddukeshow.com. We have links there to the sponsors. Check out the store. You can get your subscriptions there if you don't already have one. Down at the bottom are all the socials. Twitter, it's at Chad Dukes. Instagram, at Chad Duke Show. Facebook.com backslash the Chad Duke Show. And YouTube.com backslash ChadDukeShow. What you're gonna want to tune into tonight at 7 p.m. as Dukes is gonna load up another episode of Solid Dudes and bring on our very own, known on the streets, young baby girlin, known to most as Gigantor. You're going to get to see the House of Happiness. I've been there once. It's gonna be worth your time, and it's gonna be very entertaining. Special thanks, as always, to all the sponsors. Be sure to check all of them out. Monks Barbecue in Percival, Virginia. Monks on the Farm, Flying Ace Farm in Lovettsville, Virginia. Our guy Joe Azer, 571 989 azer 571-989-2937 for all your realty needs. And Don't Sleep Energy. Go to dontsleepenergy.com. Use the Duke's promo, D-U-K-E-S, for 10% off your entire order. Again, thank you, guys. I appreciate you. We got a big old sword show, Hoot Nanny, that should be on Facebook and YouTube next Friday. More details for that to come. But me love you long time. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And if the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, Shootin' Toro, see you back here on Monday. Roll out the Eater, boy!